Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. Oh, what you will watch. Written by Chris Park. Performed by J.A. Bryden. Oh, what will you watch? What film will you choose? There are hundreds of titles on streaming to view. Though some of his movies are composed and bad, those are just the movies that will make you sad. Not sad because the plots and the acting is flawed, but sad for the actor for taking the call. We feel for his debt and mistakes of his past, which led to a career of saying yes when he's asked. Films about ghosts, vigilantes, and a pig. One where he's an angel, another a crim. Soon one with a vampire and Nicholas Holt. 60 seconds have gone, hand me the remote. My goodness, look at all the films he has done. I'm scrolling and scrolling and still can't pick one. Just close your eyes and click, my friends beg and plead, but with a filmography so dense it can't be done with ease. Quantity over quality, and every now and then, there's a one in a million that's an absolute gem. We all love a gamble not knowing which it will be, so play one at random and you just might see. One hell of an actor born for the stage, a national treasure, Nicholas cage hello and welcome to stories the true and the fictional i am one of your hosts jay o'brien but with me joining me is lover of fantasy not jamie influencer defender of mediocre tv show musicals chris park how are you my friend <laughs> i must say of all the works that we've ever done i i am i'm in, insanely impressed with with night chris's in, interpretation of one of the one of the great poems of of, of, of the time a great story of coming of age, mixing it with the man himself, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, yes. That must have taken some time because a lot of those rhymes were quite difficult. No, you know, I've always been good at rhyming. I um, I wanted to Dr. Zeus it a little bit and I fe- I basically modeled that off a Dr. Zeus poem. And uh, that's 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 the, the that's the um poem that all grandparents give their kids when they go off to college. Like it's like um what's what's it called? It's um oh I think I've... it's like oh the the stories you'll like the yes, journey yes, you'll take yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it's one. the book that you know all parents give their kids when they go off to college and cry when they read it to them and like you know it's it's, it's, yeah. it's that you know like it's <laughs> yeah. that is that very like yeah it's, it's yeah. that it's, it's that you know beautiful story yeah. and and you know what? the respect of choosing that one specifically well outstanding i mean night chris has truly outdone himself this time <laughs> yes yes he has but also uh on the podcast our other host fellow gamer comic book aficionado avid watcher of wrestling yet he still can't convince me to watch it yet ryan haig how are you my friend good good and you forgot chronic masturbator um well uh, that was implied um uh, <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> It's 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 like one of those things you don't need to say it 
Yeah, it's we all assume like it's basically like if 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 you were going to go see an Elton John cost like like um, musical, I wouldn't say like. Will there be elaborate costumes? I know that there'll be elaborate <laughs> costumes. I don't. I don't need to ask you about how elaborate <laughs> costumes will be. That's just implied. So you know, much, much, like, much like with you, Ryan, with, with chronic masturbation. Again, it's known. It's been implied. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's why one arm's will be always bigger than the other. Uh, to answer your question, Jamie, I'm doing fine on this fine Friday evening, or yeah. whenever you are listening to this. Um, yes, yeah, it's been a been a full on week, a big week of gaming for me. So I'm very. Ooh. What 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 have you been What have you been partaking in? Oh, look. Uh, to be honest with you, two of my favorite JPRGs from PlayStation One days were dropped yeah. on PlayStation Classic. Um, so I put in about probably about forty five hours into Legend of Dragoon at the moment. Oh, um, an absolute yeah. gem. It, it basically that game came out around the same time as Final Fantasy VII did, and they were hoping to launch a franchise from it, uh, but nothing ever came from it. It's it's a massive, massive, massive game where basically you you embody uh, you embody uh, one of the the six or seven fabled dragons, yep. uh, and you you know you you use you know you learn all your skills, typical JPRG. You know you start off by rescuing a cat and end up fighting God as a final boss but um, <laughs> yeah it's been it's been it's been really nostalgic i i love that game when i was young and it's been one of the ones that is very hard to emulate uh or, or get a copy of and all of a sudden playstation decided to drop it as part of their ps plus collection so i mean um, now that i know yeah. that i think i like i geez oh look oh. It, it's 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 really, really, really nostalgic. It's not a remaster. It's literally just an emulation. Yeah. Uh, it, looks, it still looks good on the PS5, uh, but obviously expect a lot of Final Fantasy VII, you know, box box um, <laughs> polygon characters. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been absolutely great. And I've also been diving into uh, my secondary game, uh, a game called Wild Arms 2, which is another oh, great Oh, yes, that's, an, that's another, another classic. Uh, this one I haven't actually played before. I played Wild Arms 1, 3, and 4, but never got 2. So really, really enjoying <laughs> getting into that. Basically, it, it it you would like it, Chris, because they used Gunblade technology from Final Fantasy VIII. Um, yes. Yeah, so the old, you know, bayonet that turns into a, a gun, which is called an arms. Uh, which is again, it's been a massive, massive JPRG week for me. I have done not much else. I've had a few days off work, and <laughs> I've literally done not much but do Uber and play PlayStation. So it's been great. I mean, is there much else to do in life, really? I mean, there, there... well, I made sure I had some annual leave days up my sleeve when I knew this was coming out. So <laughs> I decided to take Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off work, and um, yeah, I've literally just been absolutely rocking the jprgs and i'm mm. loving it, 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 it you, you're playing some absolute classics there oh definitely and it, it's hard it's hard to top those classics i don't, I don't know i don't know is it as good as the six games jamie plays over and over again constantly <laughs> you know, without, without stop i don't know like again <laughs> maybe but i mean obviously jamie does enjoy the six games he plays over and over again like the, no, they're, 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 those are the, those are the mighty six as he likes to call them the six games of you know the six games that he would play but the, you know i i often <laughs> you know like you ryan i enjoy multiple different games because i like you know yeah. once you feel like essentially there are some games you you can definitely replay and i definitely feel that way but there are some games once you've identified the exploit or identified you know how to get your character to become the most op thing in the universe 
going back just feels going back just feels like it feels cheap if that makes sense it feels like it's easy you're playing it on easy mode at that point then chris you are not invited to the anniversary of skyrim weekend uh, I'm sorry. You are being replaced by Ryan. Ryan, you didn't wasn't there for the first one. <laughs> he is coming along. You can stay at home with your dog that hates me. <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be on, I'll be honest with you. Like this, these you know I I now that I have your respect, Chris, I'm about to take it away from you because I also picked up <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two for fourteen thirteen dollars oh, forty nine. <laughs> it was it was thirteen dollars forty nine, and I thought you know what. It, Jamie has been severely disappointed aside from the gameplay. So why not? Why not I? So I played I played about a, an hour and a half of it and then went back to Legend of Dragoon for another 20 hours. So uh, it's look, it's not a bad game. You're right about the gameplay. It's absolutely fantastic. I will go back to it, but um, it, I got it more so that I will be in the stage where I am now with The Last of Us show. So I know what's happening next season. Um, and, and have so a, you'll, uh, you'll, have... you'll know when everyone tunes out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you better you, you, you sense the episodes. You're like, oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, yeah, everyone's gone. But, it's like season two. Yeah. How much do you love P- Pedro Pascal? Oh, we love him. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to like season two. <laughs> well, I'm not actually up to that bit yet. Um, Because as I said, I've only played for about an hour and I'm one of those people who goes around and finds all the collectibles. So yeah. I'm literally just past um the, the second split. So I've met the two yeah. groups. Uh, but yeah, as I said, Legend of Dragoon it just had my attention, and um, I, I it's a four disc game uh, on the old PS One. I've wrapped oh, the old said, four been, discs. I've been doing a lot of um, a lot of grinding in terms of getting my my guys up there and learning the moves. So even though I am about forty hours in, I think I'm only just about halfway through disc one though. So JPRGs back in the day used to be a good 120, 150 hours. So. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to spending the next couple of months until Final Fantasy 16 comes out. So that'll keep yeah. me going. So speaking of that, obviously they had the big reveal event this yeah. week in terms of where all where all these game journalists actually got to play the game. And and then then yeah. so I, the first video I watched was from IGN, and then I realized they're no, they're not games journalists because they didn't talk about no. anything about the game at all. So they just were going. No. We went to this event, and then then this thing, and then you know I thought that it was absolutely nothing. Then I watched this other site. Where the, the where the guy took actual video, where the guy took the, his footage, and he showed the menus, he showed what skills you'd get. He showed, I was like, going, oh, so you see, this is information that that is that, that people I would, want, that people want <laughs> to see. Yeah. And I was like, going, oh, IGN, you used to you used to be something, but that that yeah. if I, I I wanted to play that game before, even when I just saw the trailers. Now that I sort of see the gameplay, now that I see that what they're sort of going with, the, you know, one the story, mm-hmm. the 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 elements, the fact that you know. They have these epic scale, like um, kai- basically kaiju battles, like that that, that yep. break out. Um, it makes me even. I'm so excited uh, for for. I think it's I think it's um I think it's June when it comes out. Yeah, um, I think they they said today it's actually, um, I think it was. It was officially sixteen weeks or something because they did yep. Final Fantasy yep. sixteen will be out in sixteen yep. weeks. Twenty second of twenty second of June is the official is the official date. So as I, as I'm now sort of playing like um and that, that that's going to take priority. Any game I'm playing at that point yeah. stops because this this game takes absolute priority. Um, yeah. Maybe not so much for Jamie because he doesn't like Dragon's Dogma and he doesn't like he doesn't like the combat in Dragon's Dogma. He thought that was a bit like he was like me. It's well, weird. well that that's Apparently. one thing about it. That's what, one thing about it though. I was reading and and from what I watched, it's not going to be as open worldy as as they first like as I 
the first was expecting, which is for me, that's amazing because I'm I'm not a massive open. That's world a fucking. Guy. I'm I'm relieved because yeah. if yeah. I have to play one more open yeah. world game, I think I'm going to kill myself. Like I like like well that. And especially with Final Fantasy, like there's there's Final Fantasy open world, and then there's open world open world. So I'm glad it's just going to be. This is why funny. I only play six games <laughs> because they're all open world, well, I think, and I love it. I, I think I think no, I think this may be a very good point for you to jump on, Jamie, uh, because I, I know a lot of people. I saw that meme of you know the 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 Pedro Pascal from The Last of Us. Every time he's like leaning on his heart and stuff, yeah. And the meme said every. Uh, over 30s gamer when the new Final Fantasy is not turn-based. And um, a lot of people, <laughs> obviously, we're, we're to, like, I, I'm not going to lie, if it was turn-based, it would be amazing. But look, I think we've come, we've come out of that era. We're now in yeah. the era of action RPG. Which, which I, I'm okay with. I'm, I'm okay with. Which I'm not, because if you created a game, you know, a series, people expect, you know, yeah, the elements to be the evolves. same. Like everything yeah. evolves. Like, look at I use God of War as a good example. Like, yep, God of War, God of War three is God of War three, the first, you know, where you kill, you're fighting all the gods. That that was a great game for me. But then playing God of War that came out in 2017, that was a massive evolution. It's still the same core, but the yeah. whole fighting and action and skills has all changed. So mm -hmm. that evolved with the time. So I'm okay with that. Plus. I played Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've played Crisis Core, so I'm used to the Final Se Fantasy VII mechanic where it is action RPG. Um, so I'm okay with that. Um, look, anything's going to be better than Final Fantasy XV, which is that's the a, only that's one a low bar. That's a low bar jump over. That's like I think <laughs> well, I it's, it's I a one. It's it's literally the only game that I I literally played for about an hour and I turned it off and I literally I bought it day one, so I spent <laughs> 110 dollars on it, and I've never played it since. Uh, even when it's free, I refuse to because it was just like to having a dude that cooks meals as his attack. Like fuck off, seriously. And, and it's just like it felt more like a. a I, look, we're wasting too much time on Final Fantasy 15 already. Um, but look, I'm excited. I'm literally. I have my. I'm. It's a. It's a day one buy for me, and it's a day one take a day off from work. Yep. Yep. From no, hundred percent agree, and it's going to be a hell of a run. And the reason why I'm yep. saying that's going to be hell of a run because in April, there's Jedi Survivor. Yeah, that's oh, that's yeah. a that's good. That's a big game. Yeah. Come early June. It's so good. Come early June, it's Diablo. It's the next Diablo. Now, I don't know if it's good or not. So, so I'm like, uh, uh, given the company's recent track records, I'm going to assume it's full of loot boxes, microtransactions. I'm I, so I'm, I am <laughs> I am going to like wait a bit before I take a look at yeah. that one. Then it's yeah. Final Fantasy. Then, in August, we go into Baldur's Gate 3, recently mm -hmm. announced. And uh, on, I, I, saw you, I thought you'd be very erect about that news. I Chris. am so... I mean, okay. Based, a game based on 5th edition D&D. Yeah, yeah. Why would we? Why would we hate that? Yeah, horrible, horrible idea. Who likes? Who likes D and D? Who doesn't? Yeah, who do, yeah, yeah. You know. And and to Jamie's point, back to what he wants. You, you get turn-based combat. There you go, Jamie. There's a game with turn-based combat. Back to back to what you wanted and things. Turn-based. No, combat. no. I'm saying like if you create a game and it's turn-based combat, you should stick to it and not you know try and change it to you know pull in a different 
you know. Yeah, uh, well, I guess this, this is the first Final Fantasy that's actually gone back to summons and all that kind of thing in a long time, which is good. They are do they are going back to the core this, this game is Final actually the most traditional Final Fantasy, Fantasy I've seen in a while because it's obviously yeah, made definitely. by I think it's Chris, Team Two. I can't remember what they're called. They're basically the, 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 the team that made um, all of Square Enix's money, which essentially is yep. the team that makes Final Fantasy Online, which is, which I play the shit I should ton out of. And yep. it's it's and some of the story writers are from the same team, and the, the, and they even mentioned which story writers from like uh, are there, and they wrote some of my favorite stories within inside of that game. So then I was like, okay, so this is going to be a good game regardless of that anything else. So look, to Jamie's point, should you should you try to be as traditional as you can? Yes, obviously, but should being tradition hold you back from progress to uh, moving forward? No. Other Japan has Japan learned this when they didn't develop firearms and uh, make technology when America came and bombed the shit out of their harbor and made them <laughs> made them made them rapidly yeah. progress because essentially, whilst you want to hold on to traditions, you do need to you do need to uh, move forward and and to to grow. Speaking yeah. of moving forward and growing, this podcast is of course brought to you by Rebecca <laughs> Castles and the Rising Dawn series available on all of your favorite devices. We I of course am talking about Amazon. Kindle, and if you're one of those traditionalists who thinks that in a hipster you want to own a paperback, it's also available on paperback, which is Jamie's <laughs> preferred method of mm -hmm. reading books. Isn't that right, Jamie? Yeah, hundred percent. What it's... makes you want to read it with a paperback rather than because I can a... do it anywhere, anytime, not worry about having. You don't have to plug a book in, you know. Yeah, but Ryan, what happens if you find yourself in a position where you don't have a, you know, a charger? I never find I have I live Jamie where I'm sitting right now I have three iPad and Samsung Galaxy chargers within my reach what I'm happens, never in that situation what, what happens when the rolling blackouts come from our government and their bad policies <laughs> I have plenty of portable chargers as well that I have keep charged at all times I'm prepared do you have a potato wrapped in alfoil that you leave in the sun and it does stuff Yes, I do, and I use the remaining <laughs> alpha to make a hat that I wear to present the top. The top. No, no, Jamie. See what you don't understand is you, 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 you know, the, the, Me and Ryan are going to let you in a little secret. Whilst you're talking about, you know, the government's going to take away our power. Me and Ryan have been buying up and opened up a large hamster farm. We have about six thousand hamsters now. Mm -hmm. We are teaching them to run on wheels. When the power goes out, we will be the only two houses in the world with power because we will have, by our estimate, we need about 23,000 hamsters each running consistently on wheels, powering the cogs to our, to our electricity. So, Jamie, whilst you're in your mountains, you know, eating your baked beans and your little fire, we'll be enjoying Final Fantasy 16 and reading <laughs> our Kindles using the power of hamsters. I, I hate to uh, burst your bubble there, but I'll just plug the gen generator in. <laughs> With what fuel? They're going to take away all the fuel as well. See, one thing they can't take away is hamsters. We will have <laughs> ultimate power. Yeah, but you can actually, um, if you've got a diesel engine, you can actually make your own fuel. Do you know how easy. to do that? I will Google it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, see, 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 Ryan, we are well ahead in the power arms race than this man is. Oh, yes, definitely. 100%. Definitely. Well, what have you been up to, Chris? Well, I, I've been playing a, a shit ton of, of, of the most controversial game in the world, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, uh, yeah. Controversial by no one, 
but obviously just obviously twitter finds it controversial you know they put out they they they, they, they tried really hard with this like you know boycott game then the game in the first two weeks has made 800 million dollars proving that the boycott has been so effective the most effective boycott yeah. in the history of boycotts yeah. uh it's not even out on all systems yet so it's actually it's coming out on ps4 or switch uh, shortly which is uh, which is like the biggest market base for those, the system so mm-hmm. that's going to be even higher but i'm enjoying that game but i, I do think actually i, I was going to recommend it to ryan but I'm actually i'm not anymore because like there are so many spiders <laughs> spiders <laughs> is one of the primary enemies you fight and, you and, they're, and, and, they're, and they're the ones from hogwarts so they're the big ones so they're like the, the size of fucking like trees and they, the shit I, I've been fighting so many spiders in that game. When I wake up, sometimes I freak out because I think there's a spider sitting next to my bed, but this is because it's, it's the memory of playing Hogwarts <laughs> so often. And then, I, you know, but then I'm in the game, I don't have my, I, in real life, I can't, you know, curse the fucking spider with my death curses. So I'm like, going, Wait, shit. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Have you, have you been able to learn the death curse? Oh, I've got two of the three. So yeah, yeah. So, the, oh, the, no. so, so, so there's nothing more fun than watch, making, using Imperial Curse and watching two enemy trolls fight each other to the death because, for, for, my, for my benefit. Um, you know, <laughs> it's so, look, it's open world, which I hate. And so I've been really struggling to Because, <laughs> again, open world was awesome when it first came out, but then I'm just so tired of, like, going back from one side of the map to the other. To the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that's why I like a God of War game where it's like open areas and and yeah, for an order where it's open areas, but it's not like I don't feel like I'm just you know constantly trudging through the fucking forest. But apart from that open world issue, the, 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 you can fast I fast travel all the time now to avoid all that, so it's fine. But apart from that, the, the combat system is extremely, extremely, um, uh, extremely uh, rewarding. It's not button mashy at all because obviously you have spells. Each spell actually chains into another spell. So if you just throw random spells up, you'll do nothing. But if you chain them correctly, mm. like so, so my favorite spell is like, one of my favorite things is, is you lift you lift a whole bunch of people in the air and then I throw wind blades and slice them up and then I push them off cliffs. A great com- great combo. The other one is obviously you freeze them and then you set them on then you explode them and make them go on fire, which is awesome. Um, so great combat mechanisms are, and i have been very 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 much enjoying that game Apart so we'll from... have to stop that right there because if you talk anymore then you're going to sell me on getting it and i don't <laughs> want for that to happen um. um and then obviously look there's a teacher in it uh you know professor garlic and um as i said before geez like like i always i always attend her class um <laughs> other than that i'm a little bit annoyed this week really mandalorian season three started mm-hmm I have minutes. never met with the shortest episode in the history of I episodes. Know. It was, again, there needs to be... Now, a, in fairness, I have not watched it yet. There's, there's, no, spoil no spoilers. Yeah, yeah okay. But in fairness, and I do believe we should write letters to Congress or whatever our government's called, <laughs> there needs to be rules in place that if your show hasn't been off the air for about a year, your first episode needs to be a minimum of 53 minutes long. <laughs> minimum. Yep. 33 minutes or 35 <laughs> oh. minutes is unacceptable for yeah. Mandalore. And now it, it was, it just was too quick. And I don't understand what they were doing. I, like, they, like, did they really have to cut it so, like, shave off to the bone? Do you think this is because they... <laughs> oh, 100% believe... Because- because yes. they, they took the first three episodes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> they and took put it in the Boba first Fett. three episodes yes. of Mandalorian Season 3 and had to, use, to to save Boba Fett's show. Yes, 100%. Yeah. 
that's why the episode seemed this episode seemed a bit lean. So I, I completely so, understand that. So that that was that was actually episode four. This was episode four. Yeah, that's right. This <laughs> and, was actually episode to, four. To be honest, that that that's a great episode four. No, no, yeah, thirty-five <laughs> minutes for an episode four. Sure, that's a fine yeah. length. But for an episode one of the first of season three, again. There is not enough shows of Pedro Pascal escorting children around, and I think you know this is this is, this is what the audience wants to see. Yeah, is another. So we 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 were denied. Yeah, we were denied more at Pedro Pascal escorting children. Yeah. I think I think he actually someone actually pointed out that Pedro Pascal has hasn't been in a single show that is under eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. He picks them, picks some winners, picks some winners. Mm. Not sure. I mean, I mean, obviously, obviously. Look, I wish I, I'd love to say that it was all him and he's like the, the best script reader. But he obviously has a very good agent that, that obviously knows yeah. what he's doing. But oh no, you never know. It, it could be him as well. Yeah. Um, wasn't he in that uh, Narco show? He was as in well? Narcos, and, he, and his character was fantastic. And uh, Pablo yeah, Escobar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. great character. And who can who can ever forget his cameo in Buffy as um yeah. as a vampire who got killed quite early on i know yeah okay, I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad you brought that up brian because um we actually have to do uh um what do you call it when you say something wrong in a previous episode and you've got to correct like correct a, a, a retraction or yeah. something like well, that well i'm sorry to say because chris in your defense of buffy the vampire slayer the musical yep. you, you made it you made the statement that buffy was the show that started all the musicals Yep. In the words of Dwight Schrute, false. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Xena, Warrior Princess did it first. Oh. Really? Yes. They did a musical episode. That's interesting. Yes. So maybe maybe a, f- a few years before Buffy, but uh you know what, Jamie? I will retract my statement saying it started the trend. You're right. It didn't start the trend. It did not start the fire. <laughs> I will retract my statement. Thank you for correcting me. And I've learned something from this valuable, <laughs> valuable lesson. Well, I'm, I'm about to... Speaking of Xena Warrior Princess, uh, it's kind of ties in a little bit. I, I okay. was trolling... I was trolling the high seas looking for some movie. <laughs> um, and I came across, believe it or not, promoted by Amazon Prime, Jeff Bezos's life story. It's an actual movie. Wow. Starring, and he. I, I was almost ready to watch it as if I thought he actually started Jeff Bezos. In a major role in this film, Mr. Kevin Sorbo. <gasps> what? He's not Jeff Bezos. No. Oh. But he is, a, he play, he is second on the credits. And plays quite. I haven't watched all of the movie yet, but he plays quite a large role. So the film's actually called Bezos. Oh, wow. um, it is on Prime. I, as I said, I found it while I was on the high seas this week, yeah. and um, decided so, to acquire myself a copy. It, it, this could be the film that inspired uh, inspired Bo Burnham and his song of Jeffrey <laughs> Bezos. <laughs> but I just thought, seeing as you brought up Xena Warrior Princess, oh. and obviously spawned by the the hercules man himself yeah um i yeah look i i 
haven't watched enough of it to decide if obviously it's by prime so like chris you'll yeah. appreciate it it's like bohemian rhapsody written yep. by the queen guys it's only got the yeah. good bits not yeah, bad edit, bits. Edit, edit, edit out everything <laughs> wrong with their life yeah yeah yeah, yeah. remove everything I mean, that makes them look a little bit like shady or bad in their life just yeah completely well if just this movie came out on netflix obviously it will be a different movie oh, altogether. Yeah, that... but it came out it came out on prime so you know it's it's just going to be literally you know the singing the praises of jeff bezos but, but yeah not, kevin sorbo is in that movie to that wow. point i would love to see and there should be like companies make movies about each other but like you yeah. know just don't hold any just fucking just don't <laughs> hold me back like like you know like samsung will make the apple movie and they'll basically be going apple has slave labor child slave labor all over the <laughs> world you know and then like and then then apple will make the movie about samsung saying yeah well you're the most corrupt motherfucker in the universe look at you like in all, in all your corruption charges and i would just love to see these companies just basically create these tire, these shit movies, shit talking movies about each other. That would be amazing. That would be amazing to see. And then they could even go as far back as, um, you know, Mark Zuckerberg creates a movie about Tom from MySpace. Oh yes. And, you know, <laughs> and then it just like it's like a, just an anti. And then Tom from MySpace resurrects it all and comes back with the movie about Mark Zuckerberg. So there you go. Again, and like endless potential in this with this kind of a series of movies where basically it's like going, you know. Let's throw some let's throw some clean commercial mud at each other, and then obviously you say based on a true story. So it's like going, well, I, you know, like like is it, like did those events happen? I don't like again. I'm taking artistic license in my film to say that they might have happened. Yeah. Well, it says always says based on a true story or inspired by a true story. Well, well, like I realized how how I mean I'm you know you guys obviously know I'm massively into the horror genre. Mm-hmm. I, I reached uh, yesterday. I rewatched um, Ryan Reynolds and Melissa George in the Amityville Horror. Oh. Um, again, that's another they they that's based on a true story. And I was like, because after watching the movie again, it refreshed my memories. And I think I read I actually looked it up, and I think it was about seven and a half percent. The the name of the family was true. The house was true. Nothing yeah. else has been proven. So everything else in the movie really? was just, yeah, just, that they, nothing officially has been proven. I mean, I know it's a big thing because um, Ed and Lorraine Warren investigated. They're the, the the husband and wife team of Paranormal Investigators from the Conjuring series. Um, but yeah, they was actually nothing has been proven. So they confirmed that that movie, the only thing that was true was the name of the family um and the sorry i tell a lie and the husband that killed his whole family in that in that house nothing else has officially been proven that just seems like a cop-out then like that just seems like a giant like but again it was ryan reynolds without a shirt on for quite a bit so i was fully entertained but like look (laughs) when i when i watch my you know historical films and your historical um (laughs) movies i i want the absolute traditional story i want the real the real um the real events yeah what's like much like the greatest story on the most accurate historical it's almost ken burns level uh story which is america (laughs) the motion picture by netflix about about the legendary tale of channing tatum starring as george washington fighting off the evil british i've never seen a more accurate retelling of the america of the american war revolutions and then obviously than this particular film Again, I, I I can see that definitely that seemed like something that Ken Burns definitely consulted on. 
Again, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah. So that, <laughs> I, I think that in those veins, we finally are getting these true, you know, true life, real to the real to the, the source uh, movies about true historical yeah, and, events. And 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 we we we've um, tackled that a little bit with our book, Letters from the Emu. Or plug plug plug, Letters from the Emu. All right, Chris. <laughs> the, um, you know, oh, that yeah. the emus are, are indeed are presidential now. <laughs> and 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 Jamie, did you know who is a massive fan of emus? Who? Nicholas Cage. Oh, really? Oh, our top. No, we, no, we will not, get not to really. That. I just wanted to segue <laughs> into the. No, we, we will we will get to that. But um, no, I just wanted to give you guys a quick update because uh, my book "Letters from the Emu War" is now being re-released on May twenty second or twenty first. I can't remember what they told me, but it's it's twenty first, twenty second. I'm going to probably guess twenty second. They sent us the cover the other day, mm. and mm, mm, can't share with you yet. It's still still being processed, but it's it's ten times better than the one I did. <laughs> um, so, well, I, I just love. I, I've actually seen the cover. I love the Henry Cavill inspired, mm. you know, Cat Graham romance on oh. the front. You, know, you, you, you have no Henry idea. Cavill, <laughs> Henry 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 Cavill as an emu with his shirt off. Cat Graham lying down, and yeah, it's, oh, it's a yeah, beautiful. It, it, it's exactly exactly what you expect from like this kind of book. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we are going to be talking a little bit about Nicolas Cage because I came up with the idea because I watched. Ryan likes to stay on topic. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's all right. Um, no, I I watched his new movie the other day. Just Which on a whim. Was this? It's called The Old Way. Not for Ryan, because Ryan doesn't like westerns. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> but, um, I couldn't find it in myself to watch it. I did download yeah. it, but I'm um, I couldn't watch it. Yeah. You what? Um, yeah, look, gunslinger. He plays a retired gunslinger. I mean, the the story is pretty, you know, cliche. But it's just one of the, you know, you know, every now and again, someone comes along and tells the same story, but tells it brilliantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that's what it was. So he's a retired gunslinger. He killed this kid's dad. Um, and then the kid grew up. Revenge story, right? Yep. He, the kid, kills Nick Nick Cage's wife. <laughs> then it's pretty much John Wick from there. Outstanding. <laughs> like it, it's got the same the same lines of like like this guy going, "Wait, you you, this guy's coming for us." Like, oh crap, <laughs> you know, like what have you Ooh. done? You know, like that sort of you know. And while it's not, uh, um. What do you say? It's 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 not like consistent John Wick, like you know John Wick's is like action, 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 action. Like you know, like John Wick's yep. better. I will say that, but but this is pretty good because and he's also got um he's got a daughter, so he's he's not only going after his wife's killers, he's teaching his daughter how to shoot, and yeah. you know um all all it's got the it's got the you know the father taking his daughter across the country sort of feel to it. Uh, which we love, like you know, Logan. Uh, oh, who doesn't love Last, Logan? Last of Us. Um, that sort of, you know, that sort of vibe. Yeah, that sort of vibe. But look, it, it was fantastic, and it got me got me thinking about Nick Cage and his wonderful life of. This is good. That's not good. This is good. That's not good. <laughs> um, memories of the uh, episode of Community with uh, Arved and he takes the course. Nicholas Cage, good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> like no one can really know if Nicolas Cage is good or bad. 
does he just pick good movie? Is the movie good, you know, or mm. <laughs> is it Nick Cage? Um, now I do have some fun fact trivia here, but uh, before I pull that up, tell me your thoughts on Nick Cage, guys. Like, good or bad? Um, uh, look, I I have many many fond memories of Nicolas Cage movies um, sort of in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many great movies like Con Air, Face Off, The Rock. Um, Gone in 60 Seconds. National, National Treasure, Gone yeah. in 60 Seconds. Like, uh, yep. But obviously, as he got older, he'd moved more to, you know, VOD, video on demand movies and stuff yeah. like that. But um, look, I, I'm going to say good because... Um, you know, there's there's one of his movies, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. I don't know if you guys have seen called Willie's Wonderland. Um, so basically he's a janitor in a theme park where a whole bunch of like terrorist types come and take over. But that's not the thing. He does not say one word in that whole movie. Ooh. Not what he drinks this energy drink, like about 60, 60 cans of it, but doesn't say one word in the whole movie. Um, and still manages to put on a decent show. So, I mean, it's not his best work, but it's still a very, very interesting watch. But, yeah, I, I guess, like, I, I've grown up with him. And, and the fact that he's a massive Superman nut as well, like he has one of the few copies of Action Comics 1, first edition, mm. that he paid a, a lot of money. He's named his son Kal-El. Uh, and he was going to star in the the failed fifth Superman, The Death and Return of Superman, Yes. Um, which was uh, done by Kevin Smith. So, yeah, look, I, I'm going to say, I, I, in my opinion, he's good outweighs his bad. So he's, I'm going to say good. That is a fair argument, Ryan. And on that, I just want to say that is he good? Is he bad? He's good. I, I attribute this more to, say, like, say a baseball player. Yeah. How people remember how many home runs Babe Ruth hit? They don't remember how many times he struck out, which is which is considerable a lot. Again, every great ball hitter, they strike out more than they hit home runs. That's just the natural thing of things. Nicholas's cages dings. He's out of the park. Hits are so fantastic that we will excuse a few strikeouts when the bases are loaded that he has, because again. He has Con Air, Gone in 60 Seconds, Face Off, National Treasure, Ghost Rider. He has has a catalogue of films that can rival even Tom Hanks himself. Yep, I agree totally. I have never watched a Nicolas Cage movie that I didn't enjoy. So again, that does say a lot because I have seen a lot of them. (laughs) Well, even that weird one where it was like it was like a it was a knight or something. It was like hunting witches or something. That was awesome. Knight of the witch or something. I, I barely remember anything about it, but we made it to the end, so that says something. Okay. Because we didn't make it to the end of Velocipasta. We didn't make it to the end of Velocipasta. And then his amazing role as the wizard's apprentice again in that movie again. Oh, like the sorcerer's apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He played that role. Perfectly. There could be no other character that could have played that role as he did. Again, this was again mastery of the craft. We must doff our hats to the legend himself. 
Nicholas Cage. Now, Jamie, you had some fun facts about the greatest. I, man. I did. There's, there's actually, I, some, I read somewhere, but I can't find it right now. But he had, uh, he had a pet, pet crow, and it would say things to it, hmm. like basically, like see your asshole or something. Like, he cursed at him, <laughs> <laughs> like, like. So apparently, he said. He'd say bye, and then he'd say see ya, and then he'd leave the room and you'd hear it say asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find the, find the article where, where I read that, but, but I heard that. But also, once he was stalked by a mime, and this is his exact words, so I'll try to channel my best, Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. I was being stalked by a mime. Silent, but my, maybe, no, I've gone Colonel. <laughs> yeah, you've gone southern. I like, say, you well, gone southern. <laughs> okay, you want to fuck it? Lean in, Nicholas Cage, as a Kentucky journal okay. general. Go, go. I was being stalked by my by a mom, silent but maybe deadly. Somehow this mom would appear on the set of Bringing Out the Dead and start doing stranger things. Now I've gone Joel Osteen. <laughs> I have no idea how it got past security. Finally, the producers took some action, and I haven't seen the mom since. But it was definitely unsettling. Um, yeah, I have so- no idea what accent that was, but it was amazing. <laughs> it it was all, all the accents. It was all the accents combined. I, I was taking a walk around the south of America. Um. Outstanding. Again, what that's a great story. <laughs> now, now, Jamie, what are, what are the fun facts do you have about uh, the, the man uh, himself? He got a pet octopus, uh, octopus to help him with his acting. Elaborate. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read it straight, straight verbatim from, from the article. Now, everyone knows Nicolas Cage bought about over 50 cars, two islands, a handful of yachts, a castle, a jet, in and a dinosaur skull. Seconds, yeah. Did you hear about the dinosaur skull? No. That, okay, this is one of the things that um, apparently he um, put him in debt. He bought a dinosaur skull for like $250,000, mm-hmm. but it was stolen. So he had to give it back to the guy and he lost $250,000. So that's, that's part of, you know, where his debt problems uh, occurred. One of probably one of the, one of the purchases that would have done it. Yep. Okay. So, but he also bought an octopus. Octopus are basically aliens. They have at least 12 tissues uh, found in no other animal. They possess incredible advanced problem solving abilities and attract a particular kind of human being, Nicolas Cage. As part as part of what was allegedly a $276,000 spending spree, he got two poisonous king cobras and an octopus. He bought a whole damn octopus. His excuse for buying the octopus, though, was that it would help him with his acting. Um, no, that, that, it doesn't really say why. I think I need an explanation of why, again. Uh, do, you think he, do you think he just said that as a, like yeah, a, like a, I, th- it, like I a... think he just said it. <laughs> Why oh, am I acting? How? Oh, like you have no idea. You have no idea how helpful this is going to be. This is going to be the most helpful thing in the universe. How, Nicholas? No, no, just, just, no, this, Chris, is, this is going to change the game of acting. It's the hands thing, you know, where you say acting when you wave your hands. Acting. You're right. I'm an actor. The greater actor you are, the more your <laughs> arms flail. This is this is a known fact. This is just this is just yeah. science. We're just not talking about science now. This is known science. You're right, Jamie. Now, um, this this might uh, intrigue you and make you very happy, Chris. But he plans to be buried in a pyramid. I can see nothing wrong with that. Now, it's not an actual Egyptian pyramid. It's just Aww. like, like 
<laughs> it's shaped like an Egyptian pyramid. No, he should petition the Egyptian government to allow him to be buried. Now, here's the thing: no, he won't tell anyone where he's buried, but he'll be he'll be like wrapped up, and then he'll like he'll be with some you know, and then we'll put it then like fifty years after that happened, we'll release a fake treasure map, you know. The curse of Nicolas Cage, and then you know they can then then the adventurous treasure hunters go find his corpse, and then we'll fill that that tomb with various working booby traps, and all to retrieve his got his skull again. Wow, the man's a showman. Let's let, let, yes. let's you know let, 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 let's 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 oh, okay. keep it to the end. Okay, so it's, it's nine feet tall. It's a nine feet tall pyramid. It's still pretty good, and entirely made of stone. Um. But hey, that that really um, puts a kink in that that meme. You know, the meme that went around was like, you know, um, like no matter who you are in life, you always end up in the same size grave or something. Oh, clearly, that was not applied <laughs> and, to Nicholas Cage. And and then there's the picture of a pyramid and a pharaoh going, "Bitch, please." Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is that's pretty, yeah. So the picture is basically Nicholas Cage now. Yeah. Now, now, Jamie, we haven't heard your thoughts on what you feel about his look, legendary I'm, career. I look, I, I honestly look. It comes down to: can you name a movie that would have not have worked without Nicolas Cage? Like you've got to play the like. Could any like with Tom Cruise? Anyone could play Tom Cruise roles. Quite yes. frankly, yes, you know, like anyone. So, um, ah, I have it. Yep, yeah. City of Angels. There is only That's one man that could play that role. Really? Interesting. I haven't watched that in a very, very, very long time. So he's an angel. Obviously, oh, yeah, obviously. As, as, as the things goes. As I and, mentioned in my poem. Yeah, I mean, your poem. Yeah. As you and, mentioned uh, in your poem. And, uh, you know, <laughs> as, as he, he sort of, like, um, he, you know, he, he, he finds this girl. He's, he's basically, he's a watcher. So he watches, he watches people's lives and things. And then he finally interacts with her. Mm-hmm. He, starts, he basically descends down to, to a mortal existence then she dies and then like the end another angel comes down and goes was it worth it and he goes yeah i would rather have, like have spent that those few moments with her than live eternity without it. it's very it's a, it's a great film and obviously gave us one of the greatest songs from you know mm-hmm. the Google dolls of all time but only he could play the role of seth because he has this aloof attitude about him that and, and that sort of like even when you in other films you wonder are you a human and he ha- and he plays it perfectly because he's because you know he's an angel so he's not sure on, yeah. on, on, on you know how all yeah. humans live and work and so so I think that only he could play that that role and moving on to another film that I, that only Nicolas Cage can play Face Off that movie would not work yep. without Nicolas yeah, Cage like again yep. no like no maybe Jim Carrey May, I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it'd be a very different film with Jim Carrey but yeah. no no like um yeah. without no. without. Yeah. Nicholas Cage, that film does not work. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, I, I no, look, I like like him as an actor, um, but I think there's just some movies that probably don't land. Um, which Name is one because I can't really think of one at the moment. Name, but no, 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 I haven't, no, I haven't watched heaps of you, his stuff. You've brought up this argument. Okay, you've you've taken us down this road. Name one film that you've watched of his that you thought was a bit average. Uh, what was that? What was the one with where, where Left Behind? Left Behind. You know the one where he's like a pilot, and then it's um the rapture happens, and then yep, yep, yep. You know? 
No, that's pretty average. Again, the score on IMDb on that one is, is quite low, but it wasn't because of his acting. The people, you yeah. know, there was, there was clearly some plot issues there or some script issues. Yeah. So would you but would you say when you watch that film you found found him boring or did you find the film boring? Uh, don't 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 do this to me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. No, no. Like again, if no, we're saying I, I, no, a bad look, actor now, now I think Channing Tatum's no, a bad actor, no, and yeah, I find 100%. him boring even if the film is good. Yeah. For example, sure. Kingsman. I found him boring even though film good. Yeah, I can't say the same about Nicolas Cage. I, you know, you know, what, true. Now, Ryan, what is your favorite Nick Cage film? Uh, it's very hard to pick just one, but let, let's just say you had to watch uh, only one more Nick Cage film in your entire life. What would it be? Uh, I'm going to say Connor. Oh, Connor! I've watched. I've watched it. I've had it on VHS. I've had it on DVD. And I've had it on Blu-ray. I've watched it countless times um it's just it's, it's the traditional you know like traditional prison movie but not really because like he's a he's a war veteran that you know just was in the wrong place at the wrong time defending his wife you know the guy he got sent to prison because the guy died um and he gets thrown in with all these you know serial killers and child molesters Steve Buscemi at his finest as a child molester, a pedophile um, and, and obviously John Malkovich as Cyrus the virus um, yeah and you know what he, he at the end of the day it's it's does he do the right thing or does he you know this is as you know a, a time to escape and and he ends up doing the right thing because that's just what Nick Cage would do and you know he ends up saving a lot of people and and um I just think it's a fantastic movie. Absolutely love Connie. You know, you know, you know what I love about that film? That even today, even even today, the ruling on that case was the dumbest thing in the universe <laughs> that put him in jail. He's an American. He can, yeah. Self-defense is very clear. If you're attacked, mm. you can kill, like, again, killing the person is completely within your remit. Mm. <laughs> Having yep. said that, the judge was like, because you're a soldier, you should have more restraint. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Again, in I know I know in real life that like as soon as that judge made that call, there would be the governor would basically be going, no, I'm I'm no, stop, sh shut up, your pardon because that's stupid. But again, the plot it had to happen for the plot, so I do understand. Yeah, it would be that. a very different movie if he got <laughs> off. Well, that plane would have that plane would have would have uh, escaped, and there would have been lots of serial killers and child molesters. Correct on the loop. again. So you know <laughs> that yeah yeah you know I, I guess I guess you know did, he had to suffer for those years in prison in order to save you know to, in order to save the world. And you know what? He didn't seem angry about it. He seemed to you know he, yeah. he was a man a man of peace. And then obviously when the time required of it, he was a man of war and a man of action. Now, I would have thought, given your love of all things Nicolas Cage, that Gone in 60 Seconds would have been your choice. That was that was another good one. Um, you know, I think, but I, I honestly think that Con Air was the first one of his films I saw. Going Con Air, Face Off were the first two. Um, and they're both like, Face Off is a very 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 you know small percentage behind con air is my favorite 
Uh, I guess it's just nostalgia because they're, they're probably the first two Nicolas Cage films I saw. I owned, you know, as I said, VHS. I remember Face Off being the first uh, double-sided DVD, so you actually had to turn it over because uh, it was a long movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, I, I look, Gone in 60 Seconds is still a great movie. He's also got Snake Eyes, which was another one of my favourites. Um, yeah, there's so many movies of around that era that I actually really enjoyed. But I, mean, okay. I would have to say, based on the amount of rewatches uh, and enjoyment, I'm still enjoying it. Like I could watch it tomorrow and still enjoy it. It's definitely Con Air. Okay. Jamie, 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 Jamie put this... Um top it together because he was like going this guy's terrible let's let like you know he's only got a few good films but okay let, let me just read off this list of films for you let me just let me let me jamie no no but i just want to i just want to let you know i'll let you read the list but have you been to the website that's called the cage gauge okay okay no i haven't but let's but you know i just want to make a point here here is this consecutive run of films that he was in literally consecutive okay the rock Mm. Con Air. Wow. Face Off. Wow. City of Angels. <laughs> Snake Eyes. Eight Millimeters. Bringing Out the Dead. Gone in 60 Seconds. Family Man. Captain Connell's Mandolin. And then some Christmas movie. But I'm not sure what that one is. Again. <laughs> that's, that's a good run. A cons- <laughs> what, okay, you tell me another actor had that kind of run of films. No, uh, I, I will get back to you next week. I will do <laughs> like you name no. me another actor that had that level of run. Like that is a solid goddamn run that's, of film. And, and The Rock is another fantastic movie as well. Like I, it's another rewatchable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's so good in that. Uh, and and it, and it was you know it was one of Sean Connery's last movies that he he yep. made. I think he made that, and he made The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen with his last movie that he ever yep. shot. I, I like that movie just... too, but again, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, oh yeah. Again, but, I yeah, will, but... I will admit, I'm, I'm in the probably in the minority of people who enjoy that film. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I love it. it. I rewatched it recently, and it still holds up. I, I absolutely love it. it. It's just the right amount of like it's, it's got kind that, of it's on got the, that, it's got the charm, kind of doesn't it? Yeah, it's got that. And, it's um, got but that yeah, charm look at the look at the list that he's got. You know, Snake Eyes is another really good one. Mm. Bringing out the dead, where he's an ambulance driver. I think that's a Martin Scorsese film too, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, and and you can't forget like then he's got movies like The Wicker Man. Oh, um, Wicker Man, yes. And um, is that the one with the shot, uh, Yeah, yeah, that's where that meme comes from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's also another one where he actually he shot a couple of movies out here. Obviously, Ghost Rider was shot in Melbourne in Parramatta or. In, Melbourne and stuff, but really? there's a movie that, a movie that he actually did called Jiu-Jitsu. Um, quite, I think that was towards where he started to go to, you know, a video on demand kind of thing. Uh, but that was shot in Sydney as well. He came out, he actually spent three or four months working with martial arts and Jiu-Jitsu experts, uh, did all of his own stunts in that movie too. Um, yeah, so that's, I, that's a, a more of a little known one. I've only seen it because a mate of mine at high school enjoyed it, so we we checked it out. But um, yeah, it's called Jiu-Jitsu. It was shot in Melbourne and Sydney, I believe. <laughs> now, but, yeah, he's got he's got dedication. That's what everyone, yeah. all the interviews that I've heard about, you know, where people have worked with him, he he's willing yeah. to put in the research and the effort um, to make it the best film we can make it. Yep, that that makes absolute sense. That he's you know that he's a man. He's a man. 
man of the people putting in the work absolutely amazing amazing uh, career, uh film and film the movies creator. that he's not good in like i enjoyed him in the first ghost rider and the second ghost rider movie not so much but the second ghost rider movie that wasn't his fault it was an absolute rubbish script it had nothing to do with the comics yeah. uh, it was a complete and utter piece of garbage so that i don't blame nicholas cage no, for you that. can't blame cage no. on that one like, you know i blame he's... the writer of the movie for that again he was so good in the first one they made a second one so yeah again, that, that's yeah, again yeah, like, that, that's and, and the first it, one was good. Yeah, I like I like the first one. I, I also I'm also a big fan of the first one. And you also get Sam Elliott on a flaming ghost, a flaming mm-hmm. ghost horse. I mean, what more do you want from that freaking movie? Seriously, <laughs> Sam Elliott, Jamie will remember from the man who killed Hitler. And <laughs> yeah. big... Well, well, I was, I was just um, about to say was Ghost Rider between when he killed Hitler <laughs> and then Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Sam Elliott, Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage on a flaming demon bike and Sam Elliott on a flaming demon horse. I mean, what more do you yeah, want in one shot? Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. Now, well, look. Um, why don't I just read out? There's this website called The Cage Gauge where people rank all of his yep. films. Now, I'm not going to go through all of his films, obviously. I was yeah, thinking that the top 10, yep. according to Cage aficionados, people that you know rank him on his best qualities. Coming in number 10 is a film called Joe. Which I've never seen. Um, they gave that a nine. Face Off comes in at number nine on nine point five. Really, number nine. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Then Matchstick Men at number eight. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've never seen it. Um, it's coming in at number seven is The Rock. Yep. Number six, Adaption. Okay. Which they gave a ten out of ten. Um. Number five, The Weatherman. Number four, Mandy. Number three, Raising Arizona. Yeah, that was one of his first, Raising Arizona. Is that the one he got asked um, for? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. And Mandy, before you move on, Mandy's actually a horror movie. I, it's on my list to watch. I haven't actually seen it yet. So that just kind of bumped it up the list on my, I might watch it tomorrow. Yeah. And um, number two is Pig, which came out a few years yeah. ago. Apparently, Apparently that's... that's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah. Kind of like a John Wick esque, like someone kills Ooh. his prize pig and he decides to go and murder <laughs> a lot of people. So, yeah. Don't don't take a man for coming in at number one, the best Nicolas Cage film of all time, allegedly, is Vampire's Kiss. Okay, yeah. So I was gonna say, um, this new one that's coming out is actually not his first appearance as a vampire. Yeah. Um, Vampire's Kiss is another early one. I'm not mm. sure if it was bef- just before or just after Raising Arizona, but it was very early in his career, I believe. Interesting. I need to see this film then. This is. Uh, it's I always, a... I'm really, really disappointed that Con Air didn't even make the top 10. No. That's, inter- that's I mean, again, I kind of feel that that kind of voting was ironic. And here they yeah. just. Well, Con Air's number 16, apparently. Really? Yep. Uh, I mean, okay. yeah, I'm with, I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Ryan on that one. That's, that's yeah, no, little, yeah. I'm little, just like, are these people that are voting on it, are they like the hipsters? Like, we like Nicolas Cage before he was famous. Like, No, you know. uh, it's an actual okay, Let me bring up the cage, how it works, how the system of this cage gauge works. Well, I, I'm going to say it's wrong because Conair should be at least two, one, two, or three. Um, 
Because I've seen Vampire's Kiss and nothing sticks out in my head to say how good that movie actually was. I've seen Raising Arizona and I will say that is a very good film. Hmm. But no, Vampire's Kiss. The... uh... Each film um, on the Cage Gate is awarded a score out of 10 combining three key selection criteria. How much money you want to pay for a microtransaction? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the, the quality of the performance. Yeah. The originality of the performance. Yeah. And the quality of the film. Again. Okay, so Con Air should be number one. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm saying like, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, hey, look. And it also says the website also says it's an opinion, you know. Yeah, they say that because yeah. they don't. Be it's, a, it's an opinion. It doesn't matter. Like it's a wrong opinion, but it's still <laughs> an opinion, nevertheless. Yeah. No. Where did go? Just out of curiosity, where did he gone in sixty seconds? Rank, Jamie. Uh, let me. Because I don't believe you mentioned that. No, no, I didn't. It's not in the top ten. Awkward. Because that was like only sixty-seven was a great film, but it, it shouldn't be. I thought it would have been top 10 for sure. Maybe it's because that's the era that we grew up in, why we see yeah. these movies as... So maybe they're not as good as we think they are. I don't know. No, yeah. no, I, I, I'll maintain that they're good as I think. I, I, my, my memory's pretty good on those films. Like, I, still use the, I still use the Gone in 60 Seconds when they're just about to go and do the job that, okay, let's go. I do that all the time, even yeah. at work. And that, that movie came out a long time ago. That movie did come out a long time ago. Wow. It's well, it's not in the top 34. <laughs> wow, again, you see, I, I, I question the hips. I reckon on it's this. a bribery. I reckon, I reckon it's, 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 hey, it's just... look, it's one website. Yeah, I mean, it should be at least top 10 yeah. minimum. And where's National Treasure 60? Yeah, National oh Treasure. Oh my god, okay, okay, he's done, he's done over 100 films, so. Yeah, that's and and fifty of those in the last three years, probably. <laughs> oh, Spider uh, into the Spider Verse comes in at fifty-two. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about. It. What about yeah, Kickass? He was Noir. He was Noir. Kick, Kickass, Kickass is uh, for 14, 15 or fourteen. It was it was just okay, just, yeah, just he was, he one was up. really good at that. He was one up from um, uh, Conair, so they go Kickass better than Conair. I love Kick-Ass because clearly Mark Millar's gone to Nicolas Cage. Okay, you probably already always wanted to play Batman. Play mm-hmm. like the dollar store version of Batman, and that's be Patty. So, yep, yep, yep. you know the 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 Adam West styled voicing oh, was man. perfect. Seriously, that that I those movies like Nicolas Cage as Big Daddy was just yeah, that's another yeah. classic. And and I think Jamie, that's another movie only he could have done. Oh, there's yeah. no one else that could have done that that role. No. You're still looking for Gone in 60 I'm still seconds? looking, man. It is I so bet you it's number back. 60. No, nah, because 60 was that other one I said. Where the heck is it? Okay, no, it's 68. Wow. Yep. You're kidding me. So they're saying it's in the in the bottom 50 movies that he's done. Yep. But you know, it's, it's one website. Feel free to write to the Cage Gauge website and say they're wrong. Um, probably, no, written by, it, probably, it, probably written by freaking housewives, man. That just, I'm not watching a movie with a car in it. Did you guys see a movie called The Knowing? Yeah, that was good until I really the last liked 10 minutes. 
I liked it, but then the last 10 minutes got really just like, no, thank you. Like the movie was great and had a great premise <laughs> until they revealed why the kid was actually getting all the numbers and predictions and stuff. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was a great film. That, I, I, but still, if the last 10 minutes are shit, that means that most of the movie was great. So, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't watched yeah. it in a while, so maybe I might rewatch it. He was also in that um one of the few very few war movies I actually like, Wind Talkers. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, that's all that's a great that was, film. I don't like very many war movies. I think there's that, there's We Are, We Were Soldiers and The Patriot and mm. Saving Private Ryan are like the only war movies I actually enjoy. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, Wind Talkers. I was a big fan of Wind Talkers. So yeah. that's another good Nick Cage one. Cool. They're all good Nick now, Cage. Now can I ask I can I propose a question to the group? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, um, look, you we're back in the 2000s, okay? Yep. We're early 2000s. We've just, we've just, you've, Jamie, I will do it for you first. Jamie, you've just been given the reins of, let's say, Paramount Pictures back uh-huh. then. Um, they said, look, we, we've given you a budget of, of however much money you want for the next big movie, oh. but it has to star Nicolas Cage. What 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 kind of film are you going to throw him into? Or could it could be a film that already exists, and you want to put Nicolas Cage in instead of the main protagonist, or it could be your own idea. I think I think I want him as a con man. Okay. To really stretch his, you know, his um skills, stretch his his personalities of almost like like a face off. You know, like he's got to you know do that i don't know what kind of scenario i would put him into i'd I'd say maybe i'd want to do a instead of like a double cross i'd do a triple or let's say he's playing two characters right right and you don't know which character is the real character Mm -hmm. okay um some you know some sort of you know con he's doing but he's playing so it ends out he's playing both characters and he's actually there's a third person that he actually is so kind of like a like a film with a with a twist and then another twist i will not be calling m night because he will ruin it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i I don't i don't know is that that film called captain generic because like let's just (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) you 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 knew you know i don't work with an improv very well but like that's 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 the kind of the kind of feel that that, that's like yeah yeah, it plays you, a don't, you don't work well. You don't work well with improv. We only did that podcast for like five years. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Living, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but no improv for and, Jamie. And, not and who and who and who edited it? Oh yeah, true. <laughs> you don't know. What I could have. I could have said. What, what about you, Chris? You've been giving ultimate budget. You're working for let's say Universal, um, mm. and and you know what they've heard about Paramount's Paramount new Nicolas Cage con movie, and they want you to go one better. What do you do now? What year is this set in? Around the t- any any time between two thousand and say two thousand eight. So but you could, you could you could make it a period piece, right? But oh, you know, it could it, be a period it, piece. It has, it has to the, be filmed. The, yeah, it's filmed early two thousands. Early say twenty two, years ago. Early two thousand. And it's going to be filmed in the style of of that era. So like like the you know I think the Mummy era with Brendan yeah, Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Mummy era, Brendan Fraser. So I mean that that just makes my my choice extremely, extremely, extremely easy. <laughs> Here we go, Stargate. 
no, 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 nothing, nothing. So, so I'm just I've saying got, he'd, so he'd make got, he'd make a good soldier in Stargate. I'm just saying I've got <laughs> unlimited budget. Yeah, supposedly, an an unlimited budget from the 2000s. From the 2000s. <laughs> so, so so 10 million. Yeah. <laughs> I will create the film, the Once and Future King, the King Arthur story, starring Nicolas Cage as King Arthur, and because. He's an American. I will make sure he still keeps his because this is the two thousands. He will not put on a British. He will not put on a British <laughs> no, accent for no. me. Chris, that's you're thinking French. The Musketeers. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he's American, so he needs. Yeah. To, yeah, I want him to keep his. So like, you're going, you're going Musketeers style. Yeah, you know where, style. where they all keep their own. Just keep style. your accents, and I'll, and I'll find other actors of like mind who don't want to do accents. I know, and <laughs> to, to play to play the Knights of the Round Table. Now, as the story will go. The story will be played in two particular scenarios. One, you'll see him in his in the era of when he was King Arthur, you know, leading up to leading up to this massive event where they're about to be invaded by, you know, by a, a demonic invasion. So he's basically he's planning for this and he realizes he doesn't have the he doesn't have the technology. He doesn't have he doesn't have the knights to beat the demons now. So he, he him and the 12 knights and his great love go underground and, and they put themselves to sleep for, for hundreds of years. Now, this is all played in the flashbacks of a retired boxer's mind. And he thinks he's just having a bad concussion. But what he doesn't realize is, is his memories are trying to once again leak out because he needs to return to England. He needs to take up his sword again. He's infatuated by this, by this, by this young British museum worker who obviously very much like him, has forgotten her about her true destiny, Guinevere, as, as, it, as it truly is. Because obviously it, it's from a 90s film, she'll be played by Halle Berry, because why in the hell why the fuck not? It'll be about how he has to re once again regain the, regain the sword, regain the memories, pick up the sword, take control of England, and lead, and lead the United Kingdom's armies against the forces of hell. Excellent. With their modern technology I, I, I... and their modern tanks. <laughs> now, can, can, can I erase what I just said and resubmit something that I just thought of? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, so, so early 2000. Would it pass as late I like 90s? Captain Generic, though. Your film was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, I'll, I'll give you that. We can, okay. we can, we can try and travel back to now, the 90s. Now, this is going to be the fourth Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie with the Jim Henson puppets. Okay. Ooh, okay. okay. Nick Cage is going to play the Rat King. Oh. Okay. I think he would make a fine Rat King. So, ba so basically, he would take over um, Splinter's mind. This is like opening scene almost. And Splinter would attack his own turtles. Oh, right. And then, um, using their using their intuition and ninja skills, they would find out that it is the Rat King who is doing this to Splinter. Splinter's run off, and uh, they have to, you know. Take down the Rat King, but have to get past their master Splinter, who trained them. Ooh. Now, like would you go? Would you go? No, Venus is not in it. No, no. Would you go gritty? <laughs> like, I'm assuming this is a, is, is this a gritty I, I, I 90s or? I would return to the tone of the first film. Okay. Where they use their weapons, and parents didn't go. You know why are they using their weapons? It's a kids' movie. I'm like, no. So, yeah. 
I still, Look, I, still, I'm, I, still I still think willing your, to your, fund your, both your, those movies. I still think your film Captain Generic is better. So I think I think as, as a <laughs> steward executive, I'm going, I'm going to fund the, the random the random musings of Jamie. Well you, well, you know I could work with it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know. now, now, Ryan, what about you? Okay, hey, hey, I'll get, I'll do one for you, brand new. I'm James Gunn, <laughs> and I've come to you and I've said, "Here's a check for two hundred million dollars." That's it. And then having said that, you. <laughs> having said that, you must cast Nicolas Cage as he is now, as a member of the Justice League, and he must be a leading member in my in my in my James Gunn EU. Which Justice League member does he play? Hmm. That's a very very good question. I'm torn between two. Um, I'm going to say uh, old man Aquaman in terms of who's got the hook, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, an, like an older Aquaman, kind of like a, maybe a mentor to the new James Gunn Justice League, you know, the younger Superman, Batman kind yep, of thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, that that Aquaman, the one with the hook, who lost his hand and has a hook on his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could I could look. Because it's now he 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 does look quite old, so yes. it is quite hard. Um, look, I'd give him. I could possibly see him as maybe an older Hal Jordan too, um, being you know he's got the charisma. I think to be now to be I Hal like Jordan. that. So basically, we could then do a with that. You could have him the older Green Lantern, the you know, the, the leader of the Gracie. The, at the time, you'd be having Hal Jordan, leader of the Lantern Corps. Correct, and but you could have could, the young Lantons like John Stewart can, and Tom yeah. Rainer and stuff. But that that's a great kickoff because essentially you could then do a film series about you know using digital technology with a young Nicolas Cage yep. as a young Hal Jordan. I, I, yeah, yep. I, I, and I and that like, way because like it that. makes sense because the green like the Green Lantern cores were around a, a lot longer than yeah, you know yeah. the Justice League. So we could do like we could that, do classic sixties so. Hal Jordan. Yeah. And, and still, and, and that still sort of would fit all fit, you know the, the timeline. Kind of what I felt they always should have done with Ant Man. Mm. Um, I still think the first Ant Man film should have been with Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, because Hank Pym has always been like he was the founding Avenger. Mm. He was you know he was the original yeah. Ant Man. I feel how I feel it should have just been like they did it with Captain America. Why not do it with Ant Man? Yep, um, so yeah, you could do something like that with him as as Hal Jordan back in the 60s. And then he kind of mentors, you know, your John Stewart, your Guy Gardner, your Carl Rainers, the the other three Earth Earth Lantons from around that era. And one of those guys could be in the Justice League. I like that. I like that. And now, then it fulfills you... like you could go John Stewart, I think, would be a really interesting Green Lantern. You know, he's a military man. See, that, a, that's a two that's know, too popular. Because, yeah. because because it's James Gunn, he'll want you to swing for the fences and go Guy Gardner, the most, the most unpopular Green Lantern. Guy Gardner is good. He's just like the typical Bostonian, you know, Irish Boston, you know, just wants to punch and fight everyone. Maybe he'll go with Carl Rayner, who was an artist, mm, and then got yeah, yeah, he yeah. got he, you know once um once Hal Jordan turned into Parallax, um he actually he was no longer worthy of his Green Lantern ring, and it went down to. Good old Kyle Rayner. He's the youngest of the the Earth Lanterns. Mm. So, being James Gunn, he might go down that route. But yeah, look, I could see Nicolas Cage as a, as an older Hal Jordan. Um, you know, a wise, you know, 
a wise, and he could even be like leading a team of new recruits in, in on Oa as the new Green Lantern course. So, uh, see, I yeah. like I like him in that role. Basically, look, I like, like I, one thing. You know, to, to your point, let's forget Earth for a second. Yeah. Let's set it in space. He's assembling a new core, different aliens, different. You yeah. know, maybe maybe one human in there. But you know, training the young. Yeah, you're right. Training the young yeah. generation for the upcoming wars. I, I like that. That, that. that can then lead into the Justice League. I, you know. What? Well, it would also lean in. Could it lean into what you're hoping for? The green, the War of the Lanterns as of well. Course, you know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, it's a good good way to sort of. You could end that with them discovering. You know, the some of the different like lantern colors and and lead into that and he could be like that old southern general how mm. jordan leading his troops into the into the war of the lanterns so could be used in a lot of different ways i mean we don't have to see the justice league as how jordan you know it, it can be the next iterations of those characters i, would I wouldn't as it, much yeah. as i know he'd love to be superman obviously james gunn's going with the younger superman and i do think nick cage is is just He's too old. If they did the the Kingdom Come storyline, then definitely I could see Nick Cage as that Superman. Yeah. Because that Superman is is quite old. Uh, but yeah, look, I think I think saying, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it and having the discussion with you, I think Hal Jordan and old Hal Jordan would be the role I'd give him. And you're giving me two hundred million dollars, so let's do it in space. Of course, hundred percent in space. Now, wouldn't you want to do though? A Superman story where old Superman travels back in time to meet his younger self to try to prevent himself from doing something, you know, try to basically, mm. you know, change change history mm. or change uh, change an no, event. No, because that's kind of what they're doing with the Flash, and true, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get. We're finally going to get the DCU we want, yes. and I don't want burnout already. Yeah. So look, as yeah. much as Nick Cage would 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 love to do it, I think the I think the the older, wiser, battle-worn Hal Jordan would be the way to go. Yep, and obviously starring Mark Wahlberg as Guy Gardner because you know. Oh, definitely. <laughs> We're going some. Blue. I, I think that's just a given. Whenever <laughs> they're looking for a tough guy, Bostonian. They just <laughs> exactly, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. And tune tune in next week, and we will be casting Henry Cavill and Cat Graham in the DCU, or maybe many other many other places. That'd be a good episode. That's a good episode. We should do that one. We're <laughs> placing Henry Cavill and Cat Graham into, into films, into films, into franchises, into history. Ooh, who knows? But thank you for listening, guys. Um, uh, Jeremy, before before we go, is there anything you want to say to the listeners that you normally rattle off at the end well, of the editor? I was podcast? I was about to say that. I was about to say, if you have a story, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Send us a message on stories underscore podcast over at Instagram. Um, please reach out. We are very um, open and friendly, and well, sort of sometimes. Uh, and tell, on... tell us your favorite Nick Cage movie, or if there's a yeah. movie that we can mention that you're a big fan of, just hit us up and we'll we'll, we'll mention it on the next episode. Yep. Yeah, yep. 100%. Um, yeah, big shout out to our sponsor, Rebecca Castles. Thank you for your message last week, and um, thank you for your continuing uh, support of the show. And we we love um, comparing your books to Henry Cavill and Kat Graham. Um, and we love that uh, we get the opportunity to share your books with everyone out there. So, thank you. Chris, do you want to take us home? The reason why... The reason... The main reason why Nick Cage's 
face-off works so well is because of the implied incest. Good night, everyone! <laughs>